uh, when we were picking up, we were talking about the number 10 pick with the Jets were getting Jermaine Johnson. And Joe, I was going to say right here, uh, I, didn't, I don't know a lot about Jermaine Johnson because, frankly, Florida State has just been awful the last couple of years, and I haven't really watched them. You know how many Florida State games I watched last year? One. I watched that first game where they almost beat Notre Dame, and it was like the – is Florida State maybe kind of sort of back? And then that game ended up being a huge misnomer because Florida State went on to lose to Jacksonville State on an awful play, and then the rest of their season just went down the toilet. And Notre Dame was pretty good. I mean, you know, they didn't make the playoff or anything like that. So, I mean, this is one where I'm not saying Jermaine Johnson's a bad player, but yet again, I, I just don't like this pick for a team that I think is extremely deficient on offense. Yeah, I, I would concur with that. And I'd also say uh, with that, you know, one Florida State game that most of us watched, I think the only reason we probably watched that was that was the Labor Day night game where there was nothing else to watch. Right, it, it was the main game, and that was it had its own time frame. It was, you know, like a Catholics versus convicts redo. Like it was a, you know, it was a big deal, and it, it lived up to all of its height. But after that, Florida State didn't live up to the height. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, Joe. Number eleven. Uh, this whoever wrote this article, I'm not mentioning, can finally rejoice in, in me agreeing wholeheartedly with the pick that he has. He has the Washington Commanders now. That's a yeah, the new name of them, which is, in my mind, a very subpar name. I guess I've been kind of negative during this one. Uh, going with wide receiver Chris Olave of Ohio State. I think this is a great pick right here. Uh, of course, you can argue as to who's the best receiver between Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. Uh, you want to go with, you know, Jahan Dodson, all these different names. I think Olave is a fantastic receiver, and the commanders – are a team that desperately needs some wide receiver talent because right now I guess their number one guy would probably be Terry McLaurin. And I think Terry McLaurin's a fringe top 20 wide receiver at best. So they definitely need to get some more wide receiver talent. And I like this pick of Chris Olave. Yeah, I think it's good. And it also speaks volumes for them not overreaching for a quarterback. You know, maybe they're not sold on their quarterback position, but they're like, you know, let's address receiver, get that taken care of. And, you know, this is a great talent. Yeah, I think this is great. I, I think it would be fantastic to, to have it like that. So I, I think Olave is a good pick. I mean, the guy is one of the best deep threats we've seen in a long time. He's got better hands than you usually think of as someone that's kind of a speedster deep threat too. And he'll go in there and get those tough balls. I'm a big fan of Chris Olave. And I would be, you know, when we get to the New Orleans Saints, if we were somehow available, I would love to have Chris Olave. Yeah, because what these teams don't understand, you know, everybody tries to get quarterback first, but it doesn't have to be that way. You can do it in reverse. You know, you can have a team, you know, like the Buccaneers that were built perfectly and then add, you know, a a great quarterback. Like you don't have to, in my opinion, have this pressure just to target or overreach for a quarterback. I agree with that completely. And, Joe, this next pick would definitely be one, if it's done, that would be of that idea of the best player left on the board. And I don't disagree with this one. Based on what you said, you may disagree with this pick because you don't like taking DBs very early. But the Minnesota Vikings at 12 are taking Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame. I've heard some great things about Hamilton. I mean, people think that he is a future NFL, you know, pro bowler. A lot of really good things said about him. And, And the Vikings are someone to me that they're pretty good when it comes to running back, when it comes to wide receiver. Um, you know, I think that Kirk Cousins is a solid quarterback. 
and they their defense has gone a little bit downhill lately. And Kyle Hamilton's a guy who, you know, probably has got a, he's getting knocked a little bit for what perceived to be attitude problems with him and a little bit of quirkiness. But in my mind, if I'm going to go DB, I would rather have Kyle Hamilton any day than what I've seen with Derek Stingley. And I actually kind of like this pick. Yeah. I mean, I like it a lot better even than the number four pick you know, the Jets had, like, going quarterback. Like, I like this talent better. Yeah, I, I could be okay with Hamilton here, and here's the other reason. I feel like if, the Vi- if you're the Vikings, even though you're picking 12, you're one of those teams that actually could be on the fringe of contending for a wild card pick mm-hmm. because, you know, you've got a quarterback, you're paying a lot of money. You're in a division where outside of the Packers, you know, it's a, a weak division. Yeah. And so yeah. you could wrap up some wins. And so – with that kind of mindset, you know, you can address a need like cornerback uh, more easier, I think. I, I think as well. I think this is what's the best piece that gets you to the next step, which is making the playoffs. And so I kind of like this pick. Uh, Joe, at 13, I think this is a great pick right here. The Houston Texans have a second first-round pick. And yet again, we're talking about instead of overreaching for a quarterback, this is one where I think they're actually really helping out their team and getting a big playmaker – and uh, this guy has him getting Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State, who's excellent. I mean, him and Olave, you can't go wrong with either one. They're both fantastic. To be honest, if Jackson Smith and Jigba was in the draft, you wouldn't be going wrong with him either. And so I think that if, uh, yes, Garrett, if, Garrett, if Garrett Wilson was still around at 13 for the Texans, that would be a great pick for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that'd be fine. And, you know, I think this is the Browns pick that they would have had that they probably traded with the Deshaun Watson trade. That's correct. Yeah, this is the one that, that got traded to him uh, from the Browns for Deshaun Watson. So I think this would be good. Yet again, there's so many great wide receivers in this first round. Um, one thing I know about Garrett Wilson, he's supposed to be the best pure route runner out of all of the receivers you have in this. And you think for someone like Davis Mills, who is not the most talented quarterback in the world and needs some help, maybe a guy who isn't the fastest but runs the purest routes can help them build up some of those high percentage passes. So maybe Garrett Wilson would be actually a better play than Olave or even someone like Jamison Williams in this spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. All right, Joe, uh, at 14, I love this pick because it just fits with this brand of football in this program so well. See, I mean, this guy, he's probably been bad at me earlier, but now I'm starting to get a little bit better with him. It's going to get worse later, but right now it's good. Uh, at 14 for the Baltimore Ravens, he had them taking Jordan Davis out of Georgia. I love this pick. I mean, who could you see Jordan Davis being anyone but a Baltimore Raven? He just fits them. Uh, and this guy referenced how he's kind of like uh, Haloti Nato was about 16 years ago. And of course, the Ravens, you know, he was one of their centerpieces, of their defensive line that they've had. I think this would be a great pick. I, I, Jordan Davis is an amazing athlete. He can affect things like nobody's business. I mean, when he's on his game, the that the whole middle of the field is just completely blocked off. And he, of course, was you know one of the, ma- the best guys on this Georgia team that just you know I've heard them described as the dance team of destruction on defense this last year. And he's the centerpiece of it. He takes two offensive linemen away from you, which helps other people rush the passer. It's difficult to run the football when he's there. And the way the Baltimore Ravens play, which is slow, run the ball with a quarterback, with a running back, uh, you know, develop, give your defense time. Someone like him that's going to affect the ability of other teams to run the football and and clock control, I think this would be a great pick. 
I think so too. Like you said, it fits their culture, their DNA. You know, they're great at drafting defensive players. And I always feel like anytime the Ravens draft a player on defense, especially everybody else kind of looks around they're like, and they're like, wow, you know, the Ravens like him. I kind of wish I had taken that player because they're so good at it. And this is also a team that even though they're drafting 14, I mean, if they hadn't had the injuries to the running backs last year, this would have been a playoff contender. I mean, this is a talented team that uh, Davis is, uh, is joining. I mean, Joe, this is a team that if they made the AFC Championship or even made the Super Bowl, you wouldn't be shocked because they're not that many pieces away. And I think this is just a great way to continue a strength that they've had and maintain a culture. So I like the pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Joe, this next pick, if it happens, I think would be a monstrous mistake based on what's happened in the offseason. Uh, and this is at number 15. He has the Miami Dolphins taking Jameson Williams. And I like Jamison Williams a lot. I think he's a fantastic receiver. They could be a game changer. But when you're the Dolphins and you've done all the things you've done in the offseason where you went out and you paid all that money to go get uh, Tyree Hill, I think they – didn't they already get uh, – uh, it was Tyree Hill that they got, right, the Dolphins? Yes, from the Chiefs. All right, yep, so from you, the you got Tyree Hill. You got Jalen Waddle. Why are you going out to get another first-round draft pick at wide receiver – when you have a quarterback who you haven't distanced yourself from, although it never seems like they, they, they love Tua that much. I feel like I'm always hearing like trade talks about Tua, but then you have to like, no, Tua's our guy, but JK, we've talked to like 20 other quarterbacks. When you understand what Tua Tagovailoa is, which is a very accurate passer, but basically uh, Gumby, or what was that Mr. Bill, the old thing where, you know, Mr. Bill would get crushed all the time, whatever it was, and get injured. Why on earth at this position are you not going offensive line or trading back to get offensive line when you have unbelievable talent at wide receiver right now? I mean, it just this would be a this would be an, just an idiotic pick if they did it. Well, they did get um, Teron Armstead um, from the Saints, so he I think he'll be their left tackle. They signed him, so that helps their offensive line. But you can never have too much depth, as we know, on the offensive line. You already, like you said, have an embarrassment of riches at receiver. And so, to me, it doesn't make sense to add a receiver, especially this high. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, if you want maybe one more receiver, get him, like, in a later round, somebody that's more of a developmental piece. But if you're drafting somebody with a first-round pick at receiver, you know, you're expecting them to start pretty soon. And so, that just doesn't make sense to me already having two uh, high-level guys. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, any, to be honest, like Jamison Williams is the same kind of receiver as Tyreek Hill. I mean, so why did you go and get Tyreek Hill if you're going to get Jamison Williams? Tyree, Jamison Williams is a less polished version of what Tyreek Hill is and has been. So this receiver, this receiver pick makes even less sense when you put it in that lens. And you gave up all those first round picks to the Chiefs for future seasons. And so you really need to be smart with this first round pick in another position. Absolutely. So, yeah, I would say uh, offensive line would be the way to go. And if you're not going to go that, then maybe build on your – you had a good defense, but, you know, now that you've done so much to upgrade your offense, maybe make your defense a little better. Maybe you look mm-hmm. at someone like a, a good linebacker, a good defensive lineman, a good defensive end. So, I just don't, I don't really understand this one. I think this would be a very poor pick. Yeah. All right, Joe, and speaking of poor picks, now we're getting to the poorest of the poor – and we're at number 16 with the first Saints pick. And this is the reason I said that I was extremely against this guy from the very get-go when I looked at who he had the Saints getting. And, Joe, I was 
just dumbfounded when I saw who had the Saints going at 16. Tell me if you've even heard of this guy before. Trevor Penning, an offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa. I have heard of him, um, so I may surprise you. I'm actually okay with this pick. Um, I've heard that he's a guy that's consistently been in the top 20 on most draft boards. I also think the Saints need offensive line. I talked earlier about them losing uh, Teron Armstead to the Dolphins in free agency. And so you've already got Ryan Ramchek. You've got a great offensive line in every other position. I think this is a guy that could be a starter early on. And so I would be okay with the Saints going O-line. Well, Joe, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with the Saints going offensive linemen. But I feel like the Saints every year reach for these guys who are from these small schools who end up being busts. I mean, in my mind, Marcus Davenport has been a huge bust. They put way too much money and traded away way too much future stock for a guy that's been an average defensive lineman to me. Well, yeah, the mistake they've made is, to me is when they trade up for players, you know, that are not as good as players they could have drafted if they had stayed where they were. I mean, they went and, like, traded, what, like three draft picks away for a Dayton tight end who's barely done anything. And, and that's the problem I have with this. If I, if I felt better about their player analysis from small schools, maybe I would think this is a good pick. But based on their history, this means this guy's going to be an epic boss. Well, what I'm concerned they're going to do is try to trade these both of these picks, their 16 and 19 pick, to try to move up for a quarterback. Well, that's what really scares me, that they're going to try to overreach here. But if they can come out of this draft with an offensive lineman and a receiver in the first round, I would be satisfied with that. Well, Joe, you know, my thing is, if I were them, and we'll talk about this more when we get to 19, I think you go receiver and maybe receiver again. Because right now they're so low on wide receiver talent. They have so much money invested in someone like Michael Thomas, who's doing nothing. And I was talking about being a poor teammate, you know, with, with Derek Stingley earlier. Well, he can he can hang out with Michael Thomas and they can talk about what terrible teammates they are. Uh, and I will get to this later when we get to the Saints' next pick on what I think they, they can do right there um, with Michael Thomas. But, you know, in my mind right now, let's say that all these picks had happened the way they said they were. You would still have Jahan Dotson on the board. I saw him in person. Guy's spectacular. He can do everything. He can, he can be a running back for you. He can be a wide receiver. He can even throw the ball. Uh, you would still have, uh, uh, let's see, you still have Mechie available. I probably wouldn't go up that high to get him, but he would be someone that's there. I mean, there's still a lot of other guys. You would still have uh, Traylon Burks from Arkansas would still be available. So there's a lot of other good wide receivers that wouldn't have been taken yet. And so I would have definitely gone wide out at this pick. Um, Joe, at 17 for the L.A. Chargers, he has uh, them picking Zion Johnson, who's an offensive guard at a Boston College. I don't know much about Zion Johnson, but I will say that with what you've seen so far, uh, with how great Herbert's been in this first couple of years. And, and you know what? I've been very negative with the guy who read this article, but let me give a huge shout-out to Jim Nagy, the head of the Senior Bowl in Mobile, because he was on our show, and he said that he thought that Justin Herbert was the best quarterback he'd ever seen in person at the Senior Bowl. And Herbert's turned out to be a very good uh, rookie quarterback and really proving right what Jim Nagy said. So I like building an offensive lineman to protect – Herbert, who I think is going to be a star in this league. Yeah, I, I don't think you can go wrong with this pick. I'm completely fine with it. All right, Joe, at 18, this will be the pick that the Eagles got from the Saints. Uh, they're going Trent McDuffie, who's a cornerback out of Washington. 
Um, I mean, uh, you know, the Eagles are a team that I think probably could use a little bit of a boost on defense. Uh, so I don't think this is a terrible pick. But I also think that the Eagles maybe could have used some offensive line help for someone like Jalen Hurts, who, based on the way that he plays, is probably going to be a guy that get, gets hit a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not not a bad pick because you're getting kind of like that past that middle of the first round where sometimes, you know, you can just get kind of best available. But to me, you know, maybe you could do better. Yeah, that's kind of what I think, too. C plus. All right, Joe, at 19, this is the one that made me want to throw my phone down when I was reading this. The Saints have their number 19 pick. We talked about how they went and got this northern Iowa offensive tackle. Well, this guy has the Saints picking Kenny Pickett, the Pittsburgh quarterback. Pick and pick it. And Joe, I don't want the Saints to go quarterback at all in the first round, but you and I have talked about this. There's only one quarterback in my eyes that is even worth first round consideration this entire draft, and that's Matt Corral if he's healthy. And that's it. And Kenny Pickett, in my eyes, is old. Number one, you're already getting somebody that's a couple years past where you would normally get a quarterback. B, what has he ever done against a good team? Ever. So the, big, the biggest accomplishment that Kenny Pickett has is that they won, what, the ACC Coastal Division in a year where this is the worst ACC we've ever seen. They beat Clemson when Clemson had the worst team they've had since the first year that Dabo Sweeney was their head coach. And that's his biggest accomplishment is that he beat a bad Clemson team by Clemson standards. He, yet again, we're talking about teammates. Kenny Pickett in what has been the biggest game in Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh history since – Dan Marino played quarterback there in the 1980s, opted out of it. And you're going to waste a first-round draft pick on a guy that literally had a, a team that, you know, has gotten better and had their highest heights they've ever had, and he opted out of the game? No, sir. Yeah, it's the antithesis, you know, to Matt Corral, who, you know, they're picking over him um, in, that, in this situation, you know, who opted in um, compared to Pickett. No, I, I'm completely against uh, this selection for, you know, all the reasons that you articulated. And I've read today, I want to say, Dan, that interestingly, I think it's the Saints front office that's fueling uh, this pick. I think the coaching staff is against it. I want to say they liked Corral or somebody else better, didn't like that pick. But apparently if this happens, it would be the front office leading it. But if I'm the Saints here, I'm going after Traylon Burks, Dodson. I'm getting a receiver here. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. I mean, especially if they do go offensive line first, they have to go wide receiver right here. I mean, the Saints have a pathetic wide receiver crew. There's no other way that you can put it out there. The best wide receiver they have refuses to play, and therefore he's a liability. And that's where I was going with, Joe, is that if I were the Saints, I would go wide receiver, wide receiver, trade away Michael Thomas so that you can go and get either C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young next season. I love Matt Corral. I would think it would be cool to have him at the Saints. But let's be honest, he's no C.J. Stroud and he's no Bryce Young. So why not trade uh, Michael Thomas, get rid of all this debt that you have for a player that commands way too much money and, frankly, doesn't even want to be on your team based on the way he's acting. Get some more first-round draft picks for next year, get some more capital, and then you can trade up and you can get one of these elite quarterbacks next season. But meanwhile, guess what that elite quarterback's going to have if you go wide receiver, wide receiver? Some talented guys to throw the ball to yeah, I mean, that's what I keep going back to. You know, you don't want to overreach for a quarterback here, and I'm very afraid that they're going to do that, especially because right now they don't have that first-round pick next year. 
I mean, Joe, you should never draft a quarterback in 19 when I can only two, think of two things he ever did, and one of them's not good. So he mm-hmm. did a fake slide that created a rule change now where you can't do it. Okay, great. And then he opted out of the biggest bowl game that they've had in 30 years. So I, I just I, I, that, that pick would be horrible to me. All right, mm-hmm. Joe, at number 20, here's a pick where we're talking about you don't want to overreach for quarterbacks. I wouldn't hate this pick, though. Uh, at 20, he has the Steelers taking Malik Willis. And, Joe, I like Malik Willis. I like the story that he has. He's someone that's, that's you know, gutted through a lot to get to what he is. Uh, you know, it's it's a shame as an Auburn fan, I think, if Gus Malzahn had made the decision to go with Malik Willis over Bo Nix, maybe he'd still be the head coach at Auburn. There's a lot of things that could have happened. Uh, and I don't think Malik Willis is the most polished passer. I think he's tough. He runs well. But I do think that he kind of fits with the Pittsburgh Steelers culture. And you look at the kind of the, the, the run-first attitude that they have, the play defense. If they were going to go with a first-round draft pick at quarterback, I kind of think Malik Willis would make the most sense for the Steelers. Yeah, I, I could see it. I could also see them, for some reason, ending up with Kenny Pickett here, kind of like, you know, having that hometown guy, kind of like Hutchinson going to the the Lions. So it wouldn't surprise me if that happens. But, yeah, I mean, you can't fault the pick if they get Malik Willis. Not really sure, you know, what prospect in the first round is that much better than him, especially with the upside. Right. Now, that's what I think, too. And, and I think that – I think he would get along very good with Mike Tomlin. I think that, you know, that, that definitely seems to be, you know, a good marriage in that regard. Um, outside of that, I mean, I guess maybe the Steelers – you know, could look for, you know, I feel like maybe they could actually use a little bit more on the offensive line would probably be a way to go. But I I would say if they're going to go quarterback, I think the Lake Willis probably fits them the best. Yeah. Uh, Joe, 21, they have the New England Patriots taking cornerback Kyir Elam out of Florida. Uh, you know, I, I don't know much about Elam, but I do know that, you know, typically when a DB goes to the Patriots, they're very smart about who they draft there. And Florida DBs in the last 10 years have been quite good. And so I kind of think this would, you know, this seems like a very Belichick-esque pick that would work out. And I think this would be fine. Yeah, I I have no problem with that pick. Uh, The only thing I would say about the Patriots not going, uh, you know, I think maybe this would be a chance for them to get a wide receiver too. I mean, what you looked at with – with Mac Jones out of Alabama is we saw a guy who vastly exceeded expectations – uh, we knew how tough he was. We knew how good of an arm he has. But I thought he played great in his rookie season. And he still doesn't have a whole lot of talent to throw it to. It's an upgrade of what they had. But, you know, I would love to see the Patriots get – I think Jahan Dotson would be an awesome New England Patriot. And if he was available at this place, I think that would be a steal for the Patriots. And someone that I really think could just meld well with – you know, he's, he's from Penn State, so he's not that far away. He does a lot of different things, which might be kind of a new, like, wrinkle for Bill Belichick. And I think that there will be a lot of local fans who would like him. So, if Jahan Dotson was available for the Patriots, I think that would be a great guy for them to go get. Yeah, I would concur with that. If you have one of those receivers like Burks or Dotson still available here, like, you may have to go for that. Yeah. Uh, Joe, 22, uh, the Green Bay Packers, and this is really funny because I'm sure Packers fans, yet again, if this happens, will be throwing their hands up being like, why why do you do this to me? Has Quay Walker, the linebacker of Georgia, going to the Packers? Uh, Joe, the Packers, we joke all the time about how they never help out Aaron Rodgers with 
high-level wide receivers. They just lost the only good wide receiver they have, and here they have them going for Quay Walker, a linebacker who great is a great linebacker. Georgia uh, had some great linebackers last year. But, Joe, I would argue he's not even the best linebacker that Georgia had last year. I think N'Kobe Dean is the best linebacker at Georgia. And in my mind, why are they going defense right here when literally the only good wide receiver they've had since the very beginning of Aaron Rodgers being a quarterback and Devontae Smith is gone now? And Devontae well, Adams. The conundrum you're in, you know, you do have two first-round picks if you're Green Bay. I think they pick, like, 29th or like towards the end of the first round with the pick they got you know they got the extra pick from the Raiders but you run the risk like obviously one of those picks has to be receiver and you could definitely argue for both but you run the risk if you don't get receiver here at 22 your best bets are not going to be available more than likely Mm -hmm. at the end of the round so that's that's the gamble here they're taking with this player you know, there, there's a holy five, I think, of wide receivers, right? Maybe, maybe six. So you have, uh, you have Jahan Dodson, you have Jameson Williams, you got Drake London, who I'm still not sure about, but that's the ones that seems to be the, the can't miss. And then, of course, you have the Ohio State, Wilson, and Olave. But you get past, uh, and then you have Traylon Burks. But if those guys aren't available, suddenly you've missed the boat on the really excellent wide receivers that are there. And if you're picking here at 22, they, one of those guys would probably still be there. But you're right. You get to 29, all those guys are likely going to be gone. Yeah, that, that would probably frustrate Packers fans because I could see a scenario where if they get to 29, the Packers even get a different player and then wait and get a receiver like in the second round. <laughs> all right, Joe. At 23, uh, this would be a great pick if he was available. The, um, this guy has the Arizona Cardinals taking John Dodson, which, you know, I think you can already see. I've talked about Dawson so much. I saw him in person. He's just an amazing wide receiver. And really just a, he's a Swiss Army knife. You can do anything with him. And well, something else I didn't realize, too, that makes this pick even smarter is if he was available, the Cardinals lost Christian Kirk, who was kind of a similar type wide receiver from Texas A&M. And in my mind, Dotson is a much better player than Christian Kirk is, even when he came out of college. And so you would be significantly trading up if you were able to get Dotson at this spot for the cards to help out Kyler Murray. Yeah, and I think you also need some youth injected at that position at receiver if you're the Cardinals. I think you still have A.J. Green, but not as many young guys. And so I think this is a good pick. All right, Joe, at uh, 24, the Dallas Cowboys are picking uh, Kenyon Green, guard of Texas A&M. Uh, Joe, I mean, with what's happened with Dak Prescott and his injury, can't fault them at all for going out and getting an offensive lineman. And, you know, Texas A&M has had a, a very good offensive line the last couple of years, more so two years ago with Kellen Mond in his last season. But Kenyon Green would have been a starter on that team. And I think that the Cowboys have kind of an aging O-line, and I think this would be a great pick. And especially we talk about the hometown hero thing, a Texas A&M player playing for the Cowboys can only be good for – you know, helping even more eyes to watch America's team. Yeah, I mean, there might be some Cowboys fans, you know, that always love to see them get the players to the skill position, but I think this is the player they need. Yeah. Uh, Joe, at 25, the Buffalo Bills are taking Kyler Gordon, a cornerback out of Washington. That's interesting. You had two Washington first-round draft picks at, at uh, a cornerback. In a season where their coach got fired, uh, and they had a very poor season by Washington Huckabee standards. Apparently, they had an excellent secondary. Yeah, I mean, if you're the 
Bills, you have one of the best rosters in the NFL. So you're just, you know, drafting based on positions of need. I think at this point, like, what do you need to separate yourself and get over the hump in the playoffs? And I do think for them, secondary is a good pick. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, one thing that you looked at with the Bills is that there's no weaknesses at all in their offense, but they did get into a lot of shootouts, including mm-hmm. the game they lost the Chiefs. And you think about it, if this guy's a stellar quarterback, he could have been the difference between them playing for the Super Bowl and maybe winning it. Yeah, he just has to get a couple of extra stops for him, and that could really, you know, change it. Absolutely. All right, Joe, at 26, the Tennessee Titans are taking Tyler Smith. He's an offensive tackle out of Tulsa. Uh, Joe, I don't know much about this guy. I will say that the Titans are a team that probably does need some offensive line help. Um, You know, Tannehill had a little bit of a a drop-off last season compared to where he was the year before that. And I feel like they're very solid when it comes to wide receiver, running back. I mean, they really have everything on offense except for that. And their defense is stellar. I mean, they're a team that vastly underperformed last year. And so if this guy is the best remaining offensive lineman available, then I'd say this is a good bet. Yeah, I think I'm fine with it. The interesting thing is to me watching the Titans next year is you kind of felt like last year was kind of their year, their magical season. Yeah. They didn't, didn't get it done in the playoffs. And so kind of interested to see, you know, if this team can have a good season next year. That's right. It's be interesting to see whether they lost that window or if they can just make it happen in a year where maybe the expectations dropped off because they're mm-hmm. not right. Um, Joe, twenty-seven. The Bucks, uh, Tampa Bay Bucks, has them drafting Devontae Wyatt, who's a defensive tackle out of Georgia. Uh, the Buccaneers. I mean, you know, Tom Brady's coming back, so they don't have the the quarterback need. Uh, of course, they still have all the amazing talent at wide receiver, good solid running backs. Uh, their linebacker crew is excellent. Their DBs are excellent. Uh, I think Devontae Wyatt is an excellent pick at this position right here. And really, defensive line is probably one of their weakest areas. So I think that getting one of the, the anchors of that Georgia uh, dance team of destruction defensive line and Devontae Wyatt would be a solid pick at 27. Yeah, it, it's an area of need. Um, I do think they probably could use some offensive line depth in later rounds, but I think this is the, the impactful pick they need in the first round. Absolutely. And Joe, going back to the Green Bay Packers at 28, he has them picking in a pick that would make Pack fans actually happy for once, Traylon Burks out of Arkansas at wide receiver for the Packers. Uh, Joe, if he was available at 28, that would be a great pick for the Packers. I mean, I think he ought to be fine with them getting him at 22, to be honest. Uh, Burks was excellent on a team that really I thought was kind of limited in their passing game. They had a good running game. I thought K.J. Jefferson, more of a run-first quarterback. But even with that, Traylon Burks never took a game off. He was great in every game, even games that Arkansas lost. He always showed out, and I think he's a guy that's going to be a star in the NFL. So I think that's a good pick. I think so, too. It's almost so good you just expect the Packers to mess it up. It's way too good for them to actually do it, Joe, so it's not going to happen. Uh, this guy, while I hope he's wrong about a lot of things, he's definitely going to make uh, – I'm sure Packer fans, they read that, they're going to be excited for no reason because we all know the Packers aren't actually going to make a pick that good. They'll draft somebody else with the first name Traylon, maybe like uh, Traylon Smith from like, you know. <laughs> or his name's Traylon Smith, right? Uh, I think it's Traylon Burks, isn't it? Yeah, Traylon, Traylon Burks. Yeah, 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 so it'll say Traylon Smith and, you know, be disappointed. Although, interestingly, Arkansas has a uh, running back that's more like a kind of a scat back that serves as a wide receiver that's also named Traylon Smith. That'd be kind of funny. Oh, oh wow. Oh, 
<laughs> Joe, 29, he has the Chiefs picking uh, David Ajabo, the defensive end from Michigan. I think this would be a good pick. I mean, Ajabo was good. He didn't get as much hype, of course, as Aiden Hutchinson. But that Wolverine defense was good, and we know the Kansas City Chiefs are in desperate need of improving their defense. And so if this guy is a good pass rusher, getting a solid pass rusher on a team that really was known for their defense at 29 would seem like a good pick to me. Yeah, I think you've got to either get pass rush or wide receiver. You know, if one of those receivers like Burks or Dotson's available, you would, I think, go there maybe. But if they're not, this is probably, you know, the best player available, and then you can wait and get a receiver in the second round. Right. Well, Joe, it, uh, at 30, the Chiefs also have another pick. Uh, okay. The one at 29 was a traded pick. And okay. it has them taking Christian Watson, who's a wide receiver out of North Dakota State. Um, okay. I, you know, I didn't get to watch North Dakota State this year, but generally their players have turned out to be pretty good, I'd say, like in the NFL. And you know how dominant they are at D2. And when they play D1 teams, they tend to beat them. So I'm sure this guy's fine, you know, in, in my mind, if all the other people that we talked about that you would want are gone, then maybe he's the next best guy. You know, you can maybe consider like a John Mechie right here. This would be a good place to maybe pick up Mechie. Um, but I don't know enough about this to say whether he's, he's good or not, but I definitely think wide receiver is the way they should go. Yeah, I think that if you can get a receiver here that you're, you're happy with, that's where you go. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Joe, at 31, the Cincinnati Bengals, who got oh so close to winning their first Super, their first Super Bowl, has them picking Andrew Booth, who's a cornerback out of Clemson. Uh, Joe, on, on this, you know, we've been talking about it. When you have a generational quarterback and you have someone who's been injured, why, why, why do you not pick offensive line in the first round? The Bengals, that is the reason they lost. There's one reason they lost the Super Bowl. And it's their offensive line. Their offensive line is responsible 100% for that loss. So why on earth, I don't care if he's a Clemson cornerback who usually turns to be good, go and get an offensive lineman. And in fact, trade up to get an offensive lineman. Don't pick at 31. They should be trading up to go get offensive linemen. Well, I heard somebody say the other day that there's a center from Iowa that they had them looking at with this pick. And I would be okay if they went that route, you know, if they got yeah. a, a good center that could be a starter from day one. But, yeah, I, I'm with you to the extent that I'm adamantly opposed to drafting anything but offensive line if you're the Bengals. That's the only position they should draft, is it. It'd be worth them giving up uh, future, like, first-round draft picks to go up and get an offensive lineman. I wouldn't even hate it if you wanted to trade away a lot to go up and grab Evan Neal. I mean, seriously, like, it, it'd be worth it. Yeah. All right, Joe, at 32, and last but not least, the uh, Detroit Lions uh, got a uh, trade from the Rams. At 32, are drafting Lewis Seen, the safety out of Georgia. Um, Joe, I think this would be at 32. Lewis Seen is a great player. I mean, we all remember him getting the pick six that sealed the game to win the national championship. A great leader. Um, you know, I, I, I would be okay with this pick. I would, I would give this pick like an A-plus if they had maybe gone and gotten – uh, an offensive lineman or a wide receiver earlier. If they do that, then I think this pick is fine. But if they go defense, defense, then I think this is probably a poor pick. Yeah, that would make it disappointing. Um, I've also seen uh, some reports that they could go quarterback here and get somebody like Matt Corral. Now, Joe, if that was the case, if 32, 
going and getting Matt Corral, who I kind of think would fit Detroit. I think that might be kind of a, a good fit for him. That would be solid. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to see what they do. Absolutely. Well, Joe, uh, had a great time predicting the draft. Uh, look forward to watching it on Thursday. I uh, hope the Saints don't do what this guy said or anything even close to it. But knowing the Saints and how much they break my heart on draft night, I'm expecting them to disappoint me immensely. So I'm already mentally prepared for it. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, if you're another team like the Falcons, you're going to yet again be like, why did we go and get another wide receiver? Because uh, the Saints and the Falcons traditionally are the worst drafting teams in the NFL. Yeah, I'm just going to kind of get my mindset prepared for the Saints to either draft a quarterback, you know, that's an overreach, or at the very least, we'll be hearing all this speculation about them uh, trying to trade up in the draft. Here's my tongue-in-cheek prediction for the, for the Saints, Joe, which, uh, you know, this is an exaggeration, but me saying it means it's probably not going to be an exaggeration. They're going to trade away two first-round draft picks to go up and get uh, Kenny Pickett at like 11 or 12. Uh, that that scares me. Like, I, I really am concerned about that, um, especially with them not having the first-round pick next year. Another thing, Dan, to take a flyer on, you know, we've seen them in recent years get like a Marcus Davenport or last year, who was it, Peyton Turner, um, yeah. you know, from Houston. So it might be, you know, a good idea to look at, like, most likely second-round picks, you know, that teams might overreach for in the first round. Maybe that's who the Saints get, you know, somebody that has a second-round grade that we've never heard of. Oh, they've done it before. Like that, that Peyton Turner one last year, I think like one person out of like a hundred had them listed as a first round draft pick and the Saints went out and got him. So yes, that would not be shocking to see them do this. Or with all this amazing wide receiver talent, they go out and get like somebody you've never heard of, you know? Yeah. Like somebody from like Texas El Paso or something. <laughs> yeah. We're getting the uh, number one wide receiver out of college of the Sequoias in California. What? Mm-hmm. So there you that go. would be their their mo that is their mo and uh if you like what our mo is be sure and check out to all of our episodes on spotify look at the danny joe sports channel on spotify all of our episodes are lo- uploaded there all of our episodes the last few months are on our youtube channel so if you want to subscribe to our youtube channel like many of you have and watch them you can look us up on there and then you can also uh, follow us on twitter at dj sports show and like our facebook uh fan page and as always i'm dan And I'm Joe.